What's up, everyone, and welcome to Good Morning on Purpose, a daily podcast that aims to evoke a sense of positivity and possibility in your day. This is my first ever attempt at podcasting and serves as a process for me personally to overcome some obstacles and difficulties that I've experienced over the last many years, months, or even days. If nothing else, I can promise a positive or motivational message, an atmosphere of honesty, and a friendly hello from someone you've likely never met. Although there are many things in life that are likely out of your control, your perspective is yours alone, and from that perspective, the choices we make and the things we think impact our daily outcomes. So with that in mind, and without further ado, from me to you... Good morning. Today is Monday, February 26th, 2024, and right now it is in the upper 30s. Once again, outside of my common routine, I'm a fair bit past my morning routine and my walk, but it's still the morning, it's still the daytime, and I'm still here recording this podcast episode for you. I have a routine right now where I have to take eye drops into the eye every three to four hours, four times a day five minutes apart. And I'll be honest, I haven't really looked into exactly what these eye drops are, what they do, where they come from. I'm kind of just following the instructions that the doctors gave me, trying not to do anything that's going to mess up my vision now that I've been through this long journey of getting my eyesight back. But as I've had to take this medicine in this way for the last few days and for the coming month, I've thought about what other supplements I'm interested in taking for other aspects of my health, wellness, and lifestyle, and whether or not these supplements might counteract or have a negative interaction with these eye drops that I'm taking. This of course led me down a rabbit hole of looking into different types of herbs, and I found a few that I found to be particularly interesting, so I'm going to describe them to you here today. I wanted to start with lemon balm, which is an herb that belongs in the mint family, and it's native to Europe, North Africa, and Asia. It's been used since ancient times to treat insomnia, anxiety, depression, and digestive problems. I personally have a lot of insomnia in my life, and so uh, this seems like something that could be useful for me to take. It's also known to have antibacterial, antiviral, and antioxidant properties. It's also known as Melissa or bee balm, and its botanical name, Melissa officinalis, means honeybee in Greek. This is because it attracts bees with its flowers, which is really interesting. It's also associated with the mythical figure of Melissa, who was a nymph that nursed the infant Zeus with honey and became the protector of bees. You've got to be pretty hardcore to be the wet nurse to Zeus, so this herb probably packs a punch. Lemon balm is known to cause drowsiness, headache, or allergic reactions in some people, and it can also interact with sedatives, thyroid medications, and drugs that affect the liver, such as statins, acetaminophen, or antifungal drugs. The next one I found interesting was ginkgo. This is native to China, and it's one of the oldest living species of plants on Earth, which is wild. It's estimated that they've existed for over 270 million years, and some trees are over a thousand years old. Ginkgo has been used for over a thousand years in traditional Chinese medicine to treat things like asthma, bronchitis, and tinnitus. It's also known as the maidenhair tree or the fossil tree, and it's a symbol of longevity and resilience. Keep in mind that sleeps can cause headache, dizziness, stomach pain, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or constipation in some people, 
It can also increase the risk of bleeding, especially if you're taking it with blood thinners, aspirin, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. It may interact also with certain antidepressants, seizure medications, and diabetes drugs. The next two herbs are common in Ayurvedic myths. Ayurveda is a system of holistic health that originated in India, I believe, and is based on the principle of balance among the body, mind, spirit, and environment. It uses natural therapies like diet, herbs, massage, yoga, and meditation to prevent and treat different illnesses and to promote well-being. Its roots can be tied to Vedic medicine from around the second millennium BCE until around 800 BCE, developed during that period until around the year 1000, was further patronized by different rulers and dynasties until around 1800, at which point it faced challenges where it was marginalized and suppressed by the British administration, which favored Western medicine. It received a lot of criticism until India achieved its independence in 1947, and Ayurveda was recognized by the government as one of the official systems of medicine, causing it to spread to other parts of the world, especially the West, where it attracted interest from people seeking alternative and complementary healthcare. Now it's practiced by millions of people worldwide, and many of its practices are familiar to us today. This is the barest description of Ayurveda and its practices and cultural significance, so if you're interested and curious, I'd encourage you to do some more research on this on your own. To get back to our herbs for today, Bacopa is a plant that's been used for over 2,000 years in Ayurvedic medicine to improve learning, memory, and concentration. It's also said to have anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and neuroprotective effects. It's known as Brahmi, which means the essence of Brahman, which is the supreme cosmic consciousness in Hinduism, as far as I've read. It's also believed to enhance the communication between neurons and increase the expression of BDNF, a protein that supports the growth and survival of nerve cells. Taking this herb can cause stomach cramps, nausea, and dry mouth in some people, and can also interact with thyroid hormones, certain antidepressants, and drugs that have anticholinergic effects like antihistamines, muscle relaxants, and urinary medications. And this last one I've actually tried for a couple short weeks. It's called ashwagandha, and it belongs to the same family as the tomato. It grows in India, Africa, and the Middle East. It's also been used in Ayurvedic me medicine, supposedly for over 3,000 years, to treat stress, anxiety, fatigue, and inflammation. It's also believed to enhance your memory and cognition. Taking really large amounts of ashwagandha can lead to digestive upset, diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting. It can also increase thyroid hormone levels, which can be problematic for people with thyroid disorders or who, or who take thyroid medication. The purpose of the episode today isn't necessarily to promote or push these particular herbs on you. I'm not your doctor or your dietitian or any particular healthcare professional for you, and so if you're going to try out supplements, you should probably consult with your doctor first. But I think it's really fascinating how many different herbs and plants can have certain effects on the body, and how many different cultures around the world have been using these plants and herbs and medicines and remedies for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and how at times science and progress can kind of quell or squash these traditions, even though they are found later to have scientific benefit and effects. When you take the time to do the research, you'll find that many plants and herbs have a really interesting history and have a ton of health benefits, even things that you might consume every day or find in your spice cabinet. 
Ginger, for example, is a root that's usually used in cooking and as a natural remedy for nausea, indigestion, colds, and inflammation. You can have it fresh, dried, powdered, or as a tea, juice, or oil. It's also known to have antioxidant, antibacterial, and antiviral properties. Turmeric is something that I've cooked with plenty. It comes from the root of a plant that's related to ginger, and it's used to flavor and color many dishes. It's known for its anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and anti-cancer effects. It can be taken as a supplement or as a tea, juice, or paste, as well as, of course, a cooking ingredient. Something very common here is green tea. Green tea is really rich in antioxidants, especially catechins, which can help prevent and treat various diseases like cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and obesity. It's also said to improve brain function, mood, and metabolism. And finally, peppermint, which I also drink in tea, but it belongs to the mint family and it's widely used as a flavoring agent in foods, beverages, and cosmetics. Peppermint is used to treat various digestive problems like IBS, indigestion, gas, and bloating. It can also relieve headaches, sinus congestion, and cramps. In addition to tea, you can use it as an oil, a capsule, or a lozenge. Becoming familiar with not just the herbs and spices that are really common where you live, but getting a strong understanding of a variety of different types of herbs from a variety of different cultures and places, their historic background, what they do to the body, and what some of the side effects might be, can help you improve your health and wellness by vast degrees. It's just also important to note the potential downsides or interactions they may have with medications and things like that that you might be taking for certain conditions that you might have. At this point, I've talked a bit about vitamins and minerals, macronutrients, and started to touch on herbs and spices. You can start to see how you can really add a huge amount of variety to your diet, to your food intake, to not just play with flavors and tastes, different foods from different cultures, but also to really strongly affect your health by learning about not just the basic foods that you can eat, but different herbs and spices and supplements that you can incorporate into your everyday you can improve your mental and physical health and absolutely wake up looking forward to a good morning on purpose. The music today was by Scott Buckley, and you can find more information about the tracks that I used in the show notes. I'm excited to dive more into a variety of different topics that I've managed to find myself reading about, researching, watching videos for, and I find myself much more able to do this now that I've got two eyes that can see well. I'm pushing myself to do a little bit better every day. I appreciate you listening, and I hope to catch you in the next episode.